As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so joining me now, my next guest, you might know him as the Infinite Cup, is Robert. How you doing tonight, Robert? Doing so good, brother. Thank you for having me. Really happy to be here. It's an exciting time to be alive, you know. Joining me all the way from Hawaii. I'm over here on the opposite side of the country in South Florida and Miami. <laughs> um, you know, been following each other for a while here on TikTok, which is where I was first introduced to your platform. I check out all your videos, man. I drop in on your lives, drop in on your YouTube, the infinite cup. I'm going to keep saying that a few times because it's definitely, man, I, I love seeing you come across my page. It's just, if you want somebody in, in terms of the spiritual community, that's going to just bring you that high vibe mentality all the time. I, it's just, it raises my vibes watching you. I'm, I'm completely honest that's what it's all about um i think i think you were the first account i ever followed on my spiritual tiktok if i'm not mistaken ah, so awesome. <laughs> um but listen we're in a time you know coronavirus pandemic we're in a time of you know black lives matters movement we're in a time of presidential election there's a lot of things going on right now yep. you know in our country and across the world but we're in a time where all these things are happening, where we're seeing, you know, the numbers of people going through a spiritual awakening, the number of people finding yeah. themselves, the number of people that are going yeah. within now, which I don't think I've ever seen before. You know, I, this is a process that really, mm. truly started for me last year. But, I, you know, I think yeah. since like 2017, 2018, and now it's really ramped up in 2020. We've seen so many people go through the spiritual awakening. And so I want to start there because for me, this is such a different process for everyone. Yeah. For a lot of people, that spiritual awakening comes through a difficult time. Goes, you know, it starts with a hardship, starts with, you know, those dark nights lead into seeking, you know, that light and going within. I want to talk a little bit about how this process started for you, Robert. How did you begin your spiritual awakening? Because it's, it, it's something that, you know, you, your light just shines and, you know, so how did that start for you? Yeah, great question. You know, this is something that I get asked a lot and I'm actually currently writing an entire autobiography right now to answer that one question. Like literally I have to write an entire book to answer that one question to give everybody uh, the gist of it though, if I were to give you 
uh, the Cliff Notes version, you know, like you, like you said, there's a lot of darkness that we have to go through in order to get to the light. So um, just, just to be radically honest, I've been through a lot of horrible things in my life at, at a very, you know, young age. Uh, and I'm not going to go into every, you know, little detail. I'm just saying everything happens for a reason, right? And it's things that obviously weren't comfortable in the beginning um, at a very young age, even at like 11 years old with my, my father, you know, leaving his body and transitioning and not knowing what that is all about and getting kicked into this, you know, school system without any father figure into my life or anything like that. Then leading up into health issues, you know, being ramped into the standard American diet. Um, I was just not happy. And I had a lot of emotional trauma, to be honest, you know, and it wasn't until probably I was 16 years old where things got official and I was diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome. I had chronic pain in my entire body from just that acid, that real standard American diet just really ruined my gut, ruined my whole life. You know, I couldn't hold down a job. I couldn't do anything. I was just miserable. So that suffering led me to go within, you know, and it wasn't until later on in college where I started taking a yoga and meditation class. And I was there to just, you know, stretch and look at hot girls, right? But eventually, uh, you know, things started awakening within me, you know, and these meditation classes, man, were insane. And I love the yoga. It was a yoga and meditation class back to back with the same teacher. So it was beautiful. We did a 90 minute asana practice that led into another 90 minute class that was just focused on meditation. So I did that, you know, Mondays and Wednesdays. And I ended up taking that class four semesters in a row. I loved it so much and eventually got certified through her and became a certified Raja Yoga teacher in 2011. And this journey after being certified led me to the world and exploring the world and traveling in my Volkswagen bus, traveling all over just loving life and exploring meditating really getting into my passion and wow i could just tell so many little stories that like i said on the surface are very traumatic or uncomfortable however when you get through those experiences you grow and that's at the end of the day what we're here to do is grow and i'm i'm here to grow i'm here to learn and anything that kind of gets in my way i'm just not for it now you know because i understand how valuable and how precious this life is i've had um, not only near-death experiences, but I've, I've, de- I've died many times and I've come back and I've, uh, I understand what this life is all about. And literally just having this human body is nothing less than a miracle. And I'm here to do very specific things that I need to do. And if I don't do them, then I'm just going to come right back to another human body and have to grow up that little baby form and go through those teenage years and all that trauma all over again. You know, So I don't want to go through any of that. So I'm here to uh, really realize my true self. And I'm just so thankful you know, for Bavon my teacher and everything that got me started because it was it was basically before all of this was popular you know veganism wasn't even around I didn't have YouTube videos to really watch or anything so I just had to really experiment with myself you know Um, cut out a lot of trigger foods cut out a lot of dairy and meat and finally basically just became vegan um, and that was like you know almost 12 years ago and things just slowly started building to this you know sensitivity that I have basically to that spiritual realm or to this higher consciousness and it's something you have to really put in the work and do it as a daily practice and like I said I'm just very thankful for Bhavani and my teacher because I got a really good uh lesson in life and i didn't get like the fake you know yoga stretching i really got a good dose of the philosophy and the real good stuff that comes with yoga not just stretching and and the body aspect but going deeper into the meditation and higher consciousness so that changed my life forever and things started waking up within me that i just could not deny so i had to pursue that and go even deeper and deeper and i'm still doing that you know 
13, 14 years later. So it's, uh, it's an absolute blessing and it's an absolute journey just to be alive and to have all this and to now to just to be able to share it with others. So that's really the cool part that I'm in now is being able to just share this stuff with other people because I know thousands, millions of people are suffering on this planet right now. And it's all happening for a very specific reason. And we're all teachers, we're all students, and we all are just, you know, walking each other home. You know, that's what it's all about. And it's been absolutely incredible. Like I said, obviously, during those negative things, it wasn't incredible. <laughs> There's a, a lot of that, you know, dark night of the soul happening. And I can go on and on from breakups to traumas to family drama to whatever. And at the end of the day, that was the grace that I needed for me to dive within myself to draw that line in the sand and say, I've had enough, you know, and just really go within. And to be honest, that's really the simple answer. And a lot of people, like we mentioned in the beginning right now with the virus and things happening, they're, they're forced to go within, you know, and that's why we're seeing this great awakening right now really come to the surface more than we've ever had before because people are, are stuck with those emotions. They're stuck with right. those, those things that are festering within them and they have to deal with it, you know? Absolutely. Robert, you said something a few times that I just kind of want to expand upon. And it's not even like yeah. something that I wrote down before the show. It's something that I just want to expand upon now because you kept saying mm -hmm. that everything happens for a reason, that these things happen mm -hmm. for a reason. And kind of looking at this master plan and the way that things are supposed to go. Yes, we have yeah. the ability to change our lives and we have the ability to control the aspects, but things happen for a reason. And I, I want to talk about that because I love going back and, and looking at the past, not to hone on it or reflect, yeah. but to express gratitude for looking back and yeah. seeing, man, all of that, if I could see that in the moment, like that moment and look back and realize, man, everything that you went through, everything that you just described, right? From yeah. your, your health issues with your IBS to, you know, any sort of relationship problems to anything that all the crazy things that you've gone through, which I'm sure you have a million stories. Yeah. Every time you've come on the other side of that, I can guarantee you look back and you're like, damn, there was a reason for that. There's a reason oh, yeah. for every single one of those things. And it's been the same way with me. Like, it's, you know a little bit about my story. I, like, oh, I, yeah. I got oh, yeah. divorced at a young age. I, you mm -hmm. know, was 376 pounds. And I look at all of these things and every single one of these things, the blessing that has been on the other side of it has been greater. And we look at like all, everybody that's probably listening that has some sort of difficult situation or, you know, some sort of trauma understand that, you know, I'm not trying to excuse any sort of trauma that you had in your life, but understand that there's a yeah. reason that that happened, that that is there to advance your soul. That is there to be yeah. a, a lesson. It, it's, it's more a lesson than a trial. There, there's a way to oh, look yeah. at that. It's, it's, it's a way of just understanding that, that love-based karma that we're going through. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. And man, you hit the nail on the head there <laughs> with the word karma. I mean, that's it, you know, and I would even go as far as to say, as we created those, you know, traumas, we created them right. for a reason. And that simple reason is to wake up. That's right. the only reason. And that's what you're here to do. That's, that's why you have a physical body. That's the only reason. Right. If you didn't have a physical body right now and you were up somewhere else, um, then 
you wouldn't have that karma, right? So right. we have very specific karma that we need to do. And all of those traumas, all of those things, I had to create them for myself to grow and to wake up. So now that's what I call going from like that consumer to the creator, right? It's like a, a, a kind of a switch that goes off in your brain. And something really changed with me at a young age where it's like, whoa, I need to really uh, put myself in check here. Sorry, hold on, it's raining on me. No, take your time. I can just... There we go. So it's something that I think about a lot. Like you said, that grace is so important to think about how we created those things instead of that kind of victim mentality where it's like, why is this happening to me? Oh, poor me, poor me, poor me. When you take full responsibility for it, everything changes. 100% responsibility. And it's what I call the cosmic view. You know, you get up into the cosmic view and you can understand why all these puzzle pieces in your life had to come together in that exact way so you can wake up. And that's it down to the very most traumatic, crazy thing that you can think of. It had to happen so you can wake up. And um, I mean, just to give one example with my father leaving the body, he had a heart attack when I was just 11 years old. He was only 44 years young. And it was something that in that moment, obviously, it was very, you know, a lot of suffering, a lot of grieving. However, until I can remember the day it was yesterday, I was 20 years old and having this epiphany about how that soul contract had to happen. He had to pass away at that specific age. I had to be specifically 11 years old to learn exactly what I needed to do. I got thrown into so many responsibilities. I had to be the man of the house. I had to really mature at a very young age, you know, and most, most people, you know, would be out playing games and said I was doing adult things at a very young age. So at the time, like I said, it was not the best. However, I can look back and have utmost gratitude and grace because I can now contact these people even beyond, you know, the body. Because the thing is, this body is just temporary and this body is just kind of what's stuck in the physical. And that's not who we really are. When you kind of get that past that veil through what I would call meditation, when you get past that veil and you see through it, then you recognize it's all perfect and it's all one. And there's really nothing that you can do about it. Really, if you resist it, then you're just going to suffer even more. So why not just stop resisting and let go and just let all that stuff happen? And you're not so attached to life anymore. Therefore, you're just got your hands up on the roller coaster. You're just loving life. You know, that's, that's the big difference. Right. So Robert, you're talking here, you know, about all of these things leading into waking up, right? Oh, yeah. So mm -hmm. for me, I, I think just being aware of, hey, you know, something's different. I'm waking up. I think people ask me all the time, you know, how, how do I wake up? I, I think just literally you're asking that question, that process has already started. Yep. So for the people that that process has started, hey, you know, I, I, I feel myself starting this process. Yeah. Where, what would you suggest to them is the next step? Where did they go okay, from Great there? question. Great question. This is what's the, um, it's the evolution of the soul. So I look at it like we're all just picking up where we left off. And you can think like for me being a yoga teacher now, I, I have had past lives as, you know, Buddhist monks into yoga monasteries and living in ashrams. And, and when you go and travel and explore the world, things awaken within you and these past life reoccurring things happen, whether it's through your dream space or through meditation, it doesn't matter. I'm just simply noting the fact that you have to pick up where you left off. So you have a very specific reason. It's called Dharma, like what you're supposed to do in this life. And, you know, you can think of someone like Mother Teresa or Gandhi or somebody, they're never going to be like flipping burgers at McDonald's. You know what I mean? Like they have a very specific path. 
path, right? right? And the sooner you go into that path, the sooner, you know, the easier life gets. If you're struggling and going against the grain all the time, trying to be that person you're not supposed to be, and you're just going to be suffering your whole life. So that waking up process is really just you getting back into that groove where you were in a past life and picking up on that tradition, which you were doing in the past. So for me, yoga is just kind of like a, a book or a map to consciousness. And it's really given me the tools to understand consciousness and understand what that next level is. And for me, it's yoga. For other people, it could be anything, you know, Christianity could be, you know, being a nun could be anything, it doesn't matter. You know, I have no judgment on what it is. I just want people to have the results. If you're not getting the results, then you need to do something different <laughs> in order to get those results. So I really want people to pick up where they left off, whatever that might be, and go from there, you know, just people that are listening right now and they know they're waking up, they've had previous lifetimes in some sort of, you know, selfless service, whether that was in a church or in a, you know, restaurant or whatever, helping people is the essential, you know, string that kind of connects all of this together. So the more you can get in tune with that selfless service, that's going to be the key where those little light bulbs start really going off within you and those aha moments start happening and you just keep following that and following that. And whatever makes sense to you, whatever is that desire system within you, that is your path, whatever it might be. So you really have to follow that. For me, it was going further into the yoga systems. Every book that I read, every sutra that I read, I get so excited about it and I just want to go even further and further. And my curiosity and my you know, passion and attention just gets more and more. So that's how you know you're like in the right place and you're like with the flow versus like paddling upstream and you're like trying and you're, you're controlling life. You know, that's the ego that's controlling the game there. So Absolutely. that's when you really got to check yourself, you know, and that's why that's why I'm just a big promoter of meditation because meditation is the only thing that yeah. will help you get into that cosmic view. You know, otherwise right. you just think your body, you just think you're your thoughts and you're just going to live your dead end job for the rest of your life. And then that's it. And you're going to do it all over again. Yeah. I think it's the best thing that we can do right now to really become, you know, more, more energy and less matter, you know, connect more. It's the only way because we, we live in this world where everything in our society is pushing us to be more towards that, that matter, more towards body and less towards spirit, you know, whether even exactly. something that for a lot of people seems as trivial as their diet. I mean, it's not, it, it's not because that is really, you know, pushing us to be, you know, that, that all of that is heavy on our body. It's, it's pulling us oh, yeah. down. So I want to talk a little bit about something that you're doing that I've seen now mm -hmm. that is really, yeah. uh, I think a process of just growing into that stillness and finding that peace. And this is your process, mm -hmm. which is you're now in Hawaii and oh, yeah. you talk to me about, you know, you bought a piece of land and you're mm -hmm. trying to kind of get off the grid a little bit, right? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that process because that's not oh, something man. that a lot of people are doing in 2020, but it's something that you're doing in 2020. So tell me about that. Oh my gosh, I could talk to you about this all day. It's um, started back in 2009, really me getting out and exploring into the world and figuring out that there are other lives besides the, the matrix and the Babylon and just living the city life. So this really opened up for me in 2009 and I was traveling and I was very young and I wasn't ready for it. Um, I've been coming back and forth. I lost you there for a second. Forward to Hawaii since 2011. And I've spent seven years in Alaska. And oh, are you there? I yeah, think we're there. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's, that's okay. Cool. Uh, uh, so 
we're good. <laughs> um, Alaska is a place where that freedom is real and there's more nature than there is cities. So I really had this thing awakened within me living in Alaska, living in Denali National Park, living three hours from the grocery store. You have to be dependent on yourself and something awakened within me even further. That's where my meditation practice soared, my spiritual practice soared because there wasn't as many distractions in life. I really blame our environment. I don't blame humans. I don't blame the energy. I blame our environment because we are products of our environment. And when you understand that, all you have to do is put yourself in that environment to thrive. So here in Hawaii, you know, it's just beautiful. There's nature everywhere. You can tap into it and you can really activate that higher consciousness just by being here. And moving forward into that, I truly believe that we just need to be completely self-reliant away from all dependencies, 100% dependencies, including your water, including your food, including where you get your money from, all of it. Because as we know, through this coronavirus, through this experience, you know, people, change is imminent. Change is going to happen. Now, if you're living off grid and you're growing your own food and you're loving life, that change could happen and it won't affect you, you know, because you are solely independent on yourself. And I just... I just truly think that's how we're supposed to live as humans. And we kind of got distracted and, and lost in that message probably only about 50 to 70 years ago. You know, this industrial age, this colonial age is kind of a new thing in, a, in the evolution of man on, on this planet. So it's actually a, um, what I call an experiment. You know, that experiment has now failed us and we need to go back and actually do what works. And my personal experience, um, not all of it, but probably 50% of a lot of... Um, the uncomfortable things in my life came from my environment, came from things that I was absorbing, you know, the energy that I was absorbing in my environment was very toxic, you know? So now I could look out and it's just raining. It's beautiful. This, this energy is right here. I can tap into it 24 seven and I'm just uplifted 24 seven. I don't have to try to do anything. You see what I mean? It's just there. So imagine that, right? Imagine if you could just wake up and that's just your normal state, completely zened out. You don't even have to meditate really because that nature, there's no cars to distract you. There's no pollution. There's no anything. It's only fresh spring water. There is no fluoride. I mean, it can go on and on, you know? So that's kind of how I look at it. Why would you battle all of those things and do, you know, go against the grain in the middle of the city when you can just be in tune with nature and live a more sustainable life? So at the end of the day, that's really where I had to move in that direction and those seeds were planted in me a long time ago and now being a father and having a family for my for, of my own that's all I want to do is show my son how to truly live in tune with nature and let him make that decision later on in life if he wants to go to the city or whatever but I want him to have a very clean neutral you know slate right at the beginning to really go from there instead of all that toxicity from the city life and from the Babylon jungle that we're all used to you know Absolutely. You said something there a couple of times that we are a, a product of our environment. You know, to, to some extent, I, that's 100% true. I'm a behavior analyst. I think our behavior is greatly influenced by our environment. And so what do you do if you really want to change that process? You change your environment, exactly. right? So yep. you change mm-hmm. the things that are around you. And so uh, that kind of expands to a lot of different things. You um, moved there. You, you changed that physical environment. But I think there's a lot of different things yeah. that you can do. You can change your spiritual environment. You can change your relationships environment. You, could, you know, if you want to change the way that you're interacting with people, maybe you need to change the people that you're interacting with, things like that. Yes. So that oh, kind yeah. of being a product of your environment. Yeah. Change your environment and you'll see how your Mm -hmm. life changes. But I want to dive just a little bit deeper into that, Robert. So what are some of the things that you're 
doing there? You're, you're, you're planning on growing your own food. You're planning on, oh, yeah. tell me a little bit about all of that because it, to me, this is highly yeah, interesting because yeah. I, I live in Miami, man. Like this is like, <laughs> this is, if you're, you're in Hawaii, right? Which is a place, you know, going back, um, very high vibrational place on earth. You know, I can't say the same about <laughs> where I live. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, um, you, you'll really like this. You know, one of my gurus, Yogananda, is is absolutely incredible. And a famous quote that he has is, environment is stronger than willpower. Okay, so right. with the behavior is exactly what I'm talking about. So you either have to put yourself in that environment to thrive. So if you want to be a basketball player, you got to go to the basketball court every day, right? right. Whoever you want to become, you have to go to that place. It's so much easier to do that instead of to get all that willpower to go against what you're doing. And also you are the top sum of the three to five people in your life. So in that household, if it's just your parents or if it's just your you know, partner or whoever you're going to your job with and it's just your boss that you're seeing every day, you're absorbing that energy subconsciously whether you realize it or not. And you're literally becoming them. I have uh, you know, 12 years experience in the grocery store industry. I spent a lot of years working on farms. And I just my simple point is everything is energy. One, one point two I want to make is I'm not coming here to avoid anything at all. Um, I think people make that misconception like I'm escaping the matrix or I'm getting away and things like that. No, no, no. I'm here for a very specific purpose, which is to show people how to live a sustainable life and live by example, because we have to create the change. I see especially in the spiritual community, so many people just complaining, right? That's all it is, complaining and complaining about whether it's shadow work or whatever they want to justify it with. I don't even care. You have to create that change yourself. There are seriously no excuses. And the clock is ticking. <laughs> you ain't getting any younger, you know? So you have to make that change. And it's just so much easier, like I said, to be in a place where there already are people living off grid for hundreds of years, thousands of years. There are already, there's more food. I'm looking at some mangoes right now. There's some avocados dropping. There's just food everywhere. You know, right. it's really easy to get access to the high vibrational food. And then not to mention, okay, what we're talking about is energy and we're talking about chakras and things, right? I think your listeners understand that. And there are also chakras in our body. However, there are chakras on the planet and they're called energy meridians. There's a reason why those pyramids in Egypt are, are high vibrational. There's a reason why yogis and the Mayas meditate and get enlightened there, you know? So you have to think about the specific place where, like I said, you want to achieve that, that goal or that level of consciousness. It's not going to happen in that toxic environment that, you, that you're stuck in. So in my opinion, uh, and I felt this and it's very magical, uh, the Hawaiian Islands are, are the heart chakra of the world. And I've traveled right. a lot and there's different vortexes. You know, Sedona is another one people are probably familiar with. Yes. And just visiting, just, just going there without even meditating or doing anything, things that are going to activate within you. So just being in that place, and, and here's why. It's because it's not covered up. You know, the, the cities and all the, the energy, that's man-made stuff, you know. I want to get away from the man-made stuff and just get more in tune with the natural, the nature, things that are thousands of years old I can look at right in front of me that are completely untouched. And that energy is real. You can tap into that. And that makes... makes all your other problems and worries and woes just go away, you know? So it's not really a thing to change. And like I said, the experiment has failed. The cities are, aren't working. That's where, all, oh my gosh, a lot of the toxicity is coming through. And that's happening, like I said, as a man-made agenda. So you have to get away from that agenda and create that change for yourself, which is basically small communities, small farms, working with your neighbors again, you know, growing food, trading, getting away from the system, getting away from all money, really. You don't need any of it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, the whole concept of money is a crazy, 
crazy yeah. topic that definitely uh, we'll get into another day. But um, Robert, I, you know, I want to just, you know, kind of wrap all of this up here um, with if you could tell someone, hey, listen, they're in the process, they've kind of already begun their spiritual awakening, they've started to meditate, they've really gone through all of this, and they're, they're listening to you right now. What would you, if you could give them from looking at your you know, past, understanding everything happens for a reason, every, if you could give them one piece yeah. of advice, mm-hmm. what would it be? I know that's a very that's good. specific that's good. and I tough question, but what, would you, what would you say to them? It's so simple. It's so simple. It's just follow your heart. It's it. It's that simple. And we want to complicate it and have some complex structure or plan. I get it all the time. How do you live in Hawaii? How do you do this? It's the exact opposite of what you think. That's your mind. That's the third dimension. That's the matrix. That's the, the great awakening. That's what this is all about. We're shifting from our mind into our heart. And the heart is the real motor. This is how you really get through to that level that you want, not your mind. If you're listening to your mind right now, you you're in the wrong place. Don't listen to it. And you'll notice that your mind is only rooted in survival, right? That all the good things that have happened to me, all the good things that happened to anybody is always something beyond your mind, beyond something that you can even think of, right? My beautiful soulmate, my partner that I'm with, Allison, is way more attractive and way better and brighter than anything that I could ever imagine. doesn't matter how many dates or relationships I've ever been on. As soon as you have that expectation, you've limited your level of reality or your level of consciousness, which you can experience. So I call it the dance between the head and the heart, right? You have that desire. Like, oh, I want to go to Hawaii. I want to go ask this girl out. And then the mind catches up and goes, wait, what about this? What about that? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And you always follow the mind instead of going for that initial thing in your heart. We all do this, everybody. Now, for me in the past, I mean, I would say the only thing that's different for me is I'm just willing to go for it. I got nothing to lose. I got nothing to lose. I'm going for it 150%. Nobody's holding me back. And if it triggers you or if it offends you, that's on you. Yeah, that's your problem that you got to deal with has nothing to do with me. And in fact, this happens to me almost every day where I see people that are getting triggered and this is happening and that's called mirror consciousness. You know, we need to understand that this is something that I have to do and some people will get it and I understand that. And those are the people that will follow and understand and actually get it. And the other people, I don't really have to entertain them anymore because it's really not for them, you know? Yeah, I get that quite a bit myself as well. So I can understand Mm -hmm. that. Um, But everybody, you know, is on their own path. But being able to follow your own heart, that's, that's some amazing advice, because that's, that's not going to lead you astray. If you can follow your heart, it's going to pull you the right direction. So um, always, (laughs) what a great way. So if I were to put put that in one, just to put in one word real quick, it's faith. That's to me, the definition of faith. Faith doesn't come from your brain. Faith doesn't come from logic. That's you trying to analyze everything and be like, oh, this worked this time. I'm going to do it again next time. No, 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 no. Get all of those ideas out of your head. Get all of that programming. You need to meditate more and undo this programming, change the subconscious. And like I said, make the heart that motor in your life. And yes, the mind is going to be there. It's not like the ego is bad and all these assumptions that people get in the spiritual community. It just comes back down to balance. You know, I would, I would say you need a 60, 40, like 60 in your, in your heart, maybe 40 in your head where people are probably like 99 in their head and 1% in their heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's, I, I mean, that's the whole, the whole function of the heart is that balance. It's that 
center between the spirit and what's grounding you on earth it's right there it's right in the middle it's the reason that it's the fourth chakra it's perfectly balancing that up and down but if i was if i was to do one word you said faith i would go love because i don't Uh think if if you're doing anything out of love it's not going to lead you astray you know you're you're there in 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 hawaii because that's something that you love you're you know, per, teaching people because you're spreading that love energy. And so I, you know, that faith and that love, and I'd probably go one more word just to kind of be cheap and, and throw an extra word in there, that gratitude, yeah. that gratitude for everything that we yeah. have comes from right here. Yeah. So Robert, I want to thank exactly. you again. I, you know, I was on your pod and I was like, man, I got to have him on mine. Um, where yeah. I, I know that I've mentioned your TikTok and YouTube, but where can listeners yeah. find you and check out your material? It's all at the infinite cups just one word the infinite cup it's all lowercase you can watch my youtube videos every day you can get me on tiktok i love that app it's really fun you know everything's at at the infinite cup download the podcast check it out i have a great cd on my website theinfinitecup.com for people that want to take it to the next level you know everything is just at the infinite cup you can find me on all social media platforms and just shoot me a dm and we can talk and i'd love to hear about your journey Awesome, man. Thank you so much once again for joining. And I highly advise if you're, you know, going through any of this process or just want to check out some amazing content, like you mentioned, go check out the Infinite Cup. Robert, thank you once again. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your night. And I know you're going to go do a guided meditation now on YouTube. So if you if you're ever uh, interested in doing, you know, uh, both live or or not live, because I know you record a lot of your material as well. Definitely check out that, uh, that YouTube channel and I appreciate you once again, man. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Welcome to The Great Awakening. Let's do this. Awesome. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.